what exactly do politicians in our country spend their salaries on? That is the question. Because we clothe them, we provide housing for them, some like ministers and deputy ministers, both in Pretoria and in Cape Town. It truly is a case of soft life for the political elite, while the majority of the population which they came to represent lives in abject poverty. This econ is racist. I've never ever been a spy. Can the VBS bank loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly Podcast, where we dissect political shenanigans of our times locally and internationally. Today, we tackle the big elephant in the room of politicians who are living lavishly at the expense of taxpayers, while the majority of the people are battling with poverty, high unemployment, and are victims of huge inequalities within our country. As always, I am not alone. Today, I'm joined by Sunday Times political editor, Sibonga Gwonga Shoba, and Sunday Times parliamentary editor, Tabu Mugone. Recently, this is what gave rise to the discussion today. We are public representatives, and therefore we should at all times be um, worried about how the money is spent. I want to repeat it here for the third time. May acting speaker. Parliament is not going to spend 25 million in refurbishing the kitchens of Parliament in my name. Not if we can go in and look at the systems and get good industrial kitchens and whatever and whatever for far less than that. It's not going to happen in my name. And I think every time I say it, the next uh, time we meet up with public works, they insist. It cannot happen because it is not something that we can explain to South Africans. Secondly, it is not, we are not the first parliament that provides temporary, even if it is your temporary, you can read it into the rest of the five years of the term of the member, accommodation for members. Other countries do. That residence when the member is on the job is not supposed to be in in in. The truth of the matter is that with the money that public works spends, we should all be living in luxurious houses, but we're not. And therefore, I would like to be convinced in the and in the MTS that in fact you had one of us saying to you, this is what would be ideal for members of parliament living with their families in those parliamentary villages. Not an idea that comes from public works and gets imposed on us and spend the money and we carry the bad name of living in luxuries, which members don't, spend, don't live in luxuries. You've already made a mistake. You put in alarms and whatnot, which are useless. You spent monies on, on things that were not needed by members and are not used by members. That is National Assembly Speaker. Tandimudise last week during a meeting of the Joint Standing Committee on the Financial Management of Parliament at the center of discussions in the committee, as reported by Mr. Mukode here, was a plan 
by the Department of Public Works to spend more than 226 million rands of taxpayers' money to renovate houses of MPs and parliamentary kitchens, perimeter fencing, and anti-ramming devices, despite a rapidly shrinking public purse and a plummeting tax revenue. Well, here is the background of the cost according to public works as tabled at the committee meeting. Firstly, renovations at 245 houses of MPs, which commenced last month at three parliamentary villages across Cape Town at a cost of 89 million rand. A 25 million rand tender was due to be issued at the end of this very month for what Public West said is to replace kitchen equipment and redesign kitchens at four parliamentary restaurants. A 68 million rand tender will also be issued in November for security enhancement around parliament, including perimeter fence and anti-ramming devices. Fourthly, an amount of 13.5 million rand would be spent on sealing cracks and waterproofing. And then a maintenance service provider would be relocated and a temporary permit office built at a cost of 18 million rand. And lastly, the refurbishment of eight lifts, lifts, those are elevators, at a cost of close to 10 million rand. Uh, gentlemen, in particular, Mr. Mukone, since you attended this particular joint uh, standing committee meeting, what did you make of, of this particular issue as uh, presented by the Department of Public Works? I was quite astounded um, that, you know, given what is happening in this country at this point in time, where millions of South Africans are losing jobs. I mean, we saw two, a few months ago how um, in the second quarter of this year, during the hard lockdown, two million South Africans lost their jobs. On top of that, the tax revenue uh, of the country that is being collected by the SA Revenue Services or SARS has just been dwindling since the national hard lockdown began uh, late in March. The SARS Commissioner, Mr. Edward Kisvita, has reported to Parliament uh, on several times how, um, you know, they are projecting a tax revenue shortfall of around 300 billion in this financial year. So I was quite astounded in, you know, within that context that you will have public works officials who will come to parliament and uh, speak about how they want to spend the 226 million rand of taxpayers' money on what are essentially luxuries for um, our very well-paid members of parliament when um, you know, um, South Africans out there are just struggling to survive as a result of the economic effects um, of COVID-19. I mean, to be spending 25 million rand on renovating um, kitchens or 68 million rand on installing ramming devices or erecting a perimeter fence um, at a fairly secured parliament is quite... Uh, um, disheartening, astounding, and shocking um, on the part of uh, public works um, at, at this point in time. So I, I was quite shocked, but also at the same time not uh, very disappointed because this is what public works is notorious for. Um, this is what they do um, every year. And uh, one wonders um, to what end uh, these things been been done for. Um, they always embark on very exorbitant renovations, 
uh, or purchases of houses for ministers and MPs. And uh, um, these are all very questionable transactions. And Parliament has been complaining about this. Um, but seemingly, their complaints are just being ignored by uh, officials of public works. Um, what is the motive behind it? Um, I don't have an answer to that. But one day, as journalists, we will be able to find this motive. Mm. Now, Mr. Shoba, as Mr. Mukone is correctly saying, that uh, public works is notorious for this kind of controversial issues. But of course, they always insist that it is well within the law to do what they are doing. But uh, sometimes there's a question of what is legal and what is moral, especially in a society like ours, which is hugely inequal with more than 30 million people living under the poverty line. Now, the question would be, isn't this a time to perhaps even review the law of what politicians qualify for at the expense of the taxpayers? In fact, why are we funding the comfort of politicians in the first place? Thank you. Thank you, Mawande, for, for inviting me once again. Um, I, I really hope that uh, uh, the Speaker of the National Assembly really puts her, her foot down and and, 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 and rejects um, uh, these uh, planned renovations uh, because it's, it's all just wasteful um, uh, expenditure, really. Um, as, as she stated, that it, it won't happen under a, a, uh, not in her name. So we, we hope that she, she really does put her, um, her, her foot down. But when these things happen because they 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 are allowed to happen by 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 these politicians. We've we've, we've spoken at length on, on 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 many occasions about the ministerial hand, ministerial handbook and and, and what um, uh, our politicians are, are, are supposed to be entitled to. I don't think there is a political will um, uh, from our politicians to really. Uh, cut the cost because they enjoy them. Um, they they enjoy this lifestyle that is presented by by, by public office, and 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 is not just um, um, uh, 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 politicians from the ruling party who enjoy these perks. It's also politicians from the opposition who also enjoy these perks. You must look at the lifestyle that they are living. Um, they are very far from the people that they are claiming to represent. Um, those who are in cabinet are. Uh, behind high walls in, in Pretoria if they do accept um, the, the state housing. If they don't accept state housing, they are behind clo- uh, high walls in, in, in Sentin, and they are not with those people that, that they, are, they claim to be representing. It's a case, it's a classic case of animal farm. Um, when uh, you are sent to public office, you, you, you live a life um, that uh, ordinary South Africans can only dream of. And, and, and it's about time that I, I think that we, we make enough noise about the, 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 the issue of, of, of the pets that come with, uh, with, with, with public office and really move uh, to change these ridiculous laws. Uh, because it's not just MPs, it's also there are people who have retired from 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 um, from politics 
who continue to, to enjoy these perks. Maybe we should go back and say, does a former president deserve uh, uh, these perks? Does a former minister deserve some of the perks that they, they continue to receive after leaving public office? Because really, the public purse, as, um, as you have alluded to it, and Tabo has stated, is really shrinking. And we need those resources to go to the poorest of the poor, the people who don't have water in the rural Eastern Cape, the people who don't have roads in rural Limpopo. That's where these uh, resources are supposed to go. Mm. So I wanted to, to, sorry to interject, Mawande. I wanted to amplify what Shoba is saying by adding that, uh, you know, maybe some members of the public might not know. The taxpayer right now still pays for medical aids of uh, former MPs and former ministers who've been long out of public service for, 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 for as long as I can remember. As for the current uh, um, serving MPs, um, the public would be interested to know that, uh, you know, we the taxpayer is also subsidize, subsidizing their food and drink, including alcohol, um, in, in the various parliamentary restaurants. Uh, that's, that's, that's scandalous, um, given the economic uh, climate in the country right now. So really, I mean, next week, there's the medium-term budget policy statement coming up by the finance minister. And this is the guy who has always been talking about uh, belt tightening uh, each time he presents the medium-term budget policy in October or the February uh, or the main budget in February. But uh, so far, uh, there's been talk and talk, no action. So I think uh, what we have seen um, as a result of COVID um, calls for action. Uh, so for me, enough with the lip service. Um, let's all act uh, on what we you have been saying, uh, Mr. Finance Minister. Now, the, the DA, which also participated in the meeting, uh, the Joint Standing Committee on Financial Management of Parliament, said this expenditure is completely ludicrous. Let's hear what DAMP Tim Proutiseth had to say. So I'd like to have some further explanation on why we need this. Just to go right back to the the reasons why we need this. Um, it says that all, all entrances and gates and rooms are mechanically operated and electronically operated. Why is there a need for both of those things? Then there's installation of an anti-ramming devices. Now, when last did somebody try to ram Parliament? When last did somebody try to ram the vehicle through Parliament? And then we had a very widely thing um, extension of the existing perimeter fence to meet the SAPS minimum requirements. What do the SAPS want to do? Do they want to fence off two blocks around Parliament? There's no explanation of, of what is required. Then construction of structural canopies at all vehicle entrances. What is the need for that? Um, and so and so on it goes. We need we need to know why it is necessary to spend 68.68 million rand at Parliament, where Parliament, as far as I'm concerned, is actually fairly secure at the moment. Now, for me, what really shocks me about this particular move by Public Works is that they do such a thing during a time where we are in the middle of a pandemic, which has, in fact, forced MPs to do most of their work from their private homes via the digital uh, technology.
Mr. Mukone, I'm asking, is, are these uh, measures even necessary given the current arrangement of uh, MPs doing most of their work virtually from their private homes? Absolutely not, Mawande. Uh, even if MPs were working physically from, uh, all of them were working physically from Cape Town at the parliamentary uh, precinct, um, from where I'm speaking to you, uh, and even if um, COVID-19 was was not there, uh, these um, new security enhancements and all these renovations would remain unnecessary. Um, because Parliament itself is very well secured at this point in time. It's under a 24-hour guard by um, um, members of the SAPS, uh, by the police. Um, there are boom gates all over. You can't just walk in into Parliament. Um, you go through um, uh, very serious security checks. There are body searches all over Parliament. So, so Parliament is a very well-secured place. The two main entrances where you can drive into, uh, in fact, three of them, they are boom gates, meant 24 hours by members of the SA um, police services. Now, Public Works, uh, as part of their proposed uh, 68 million rent security enhancement, they want to introduce an anti-ramming device. I've been a parliamentary correspondent for, yo, for, 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 for many years, I think since 2004. In all this time, there's never been anyone who's tried to ram their vehicles into parliament. You want to install a perimeter fence. Why? That will just seal off parliament and will, you know, the public will no longer enjoy the sight of, uh, um, you know, uh, the view of seeing the parliamentary precinct from wherever they are. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very unnecessary securitization of a very an institution that is supposed to be very public and very fairly accessible um, to to members of the public. It's it's completely unnecessary and very ridiculous. It's something that. Uh, the country doesn't need at all. We can use that money to build uh, hundreds and thousands of houses, or build schools, or improve water provision uh, in the in the in the in the rural villages where uh, people just don't have access to tap water, uh, rather than spending millions on anti-ramming devices. Mm. Well, but the the issue of uh, luxurious and comfortable living uh, for politicians in our country extend beyond their official duties, such as those in parliament, but to their private lives as well. One such notorious politician known for his taste for the finer things in life is the FF leader, Julius Malima. But Malima has always defended his lifestyle that is in contradiction to the lives of the poor masses of EFF supporters and voters. Just recently, during his address to EFF faithful in Senegal last week, Malimo has a pain trying to explain his opulent lifestyle once again. That's why, where does Malima stay? He lives in the suburbs. Yeah, but he says he's representing black people. I'm not representing black people to stay in the shacks and in squatter camps. I'm representing black people to get out of poverty and go and stay in better places. You want to stay in Alexander? It must be out of choice. You want to stay in Bloemfontein in town? It must be out of choice. You can afford? Yes. 
Have you not stolen money? Yes. Choose where you want to stay. Mr. Shoma, your thoughts, please. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. You know. I was talking to one of the uh, senior ANC leaders recently, and we we're discussing this particular subject. And uh, I was saying to him that um, they are the ones who are responsible for introducing uh, Julius Malema to this lifestyle. And he was saying to, to me, no, um, we introduced him to this lifestyle um, uh, so that he, during elections, so that we are able to get into um, such areas where people who live this lifestyle live. And um, that was the introduction so that he is able to use it in terms of mobilization when they go out and they do the bling uh, campaign and they go to clubs and they go wherever in Sentin. That was the intention of introducing him to this lifestyle. And he says, Julius just drowned in this lifestyle. Um, and, and then it, it just took over and, 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 and he made it his everyday lifestyle. And he's not the only one, by the way. There are many found in the ANC and in the opposition uh, benches who are living um, um, uh, uh, this uh, extravagant lifestyle, extremely extravagant lifestyle um, uh, when they claim to represent the poor. Uh, it's ridiculous to say that you, you you are living this lifestyle so that your followers or your voters are aspire to live this lifestyle when 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 they are not there's not enough assistance coming from the state or coming from uh, from legislation coming from parliament to assist those people to actually uh, uh, reach to that level and not everyone wants to live this extravagant lifestyle by the way people want to there are people who just want to to live decent lives and, uh, and and for them decent lives means having access to water it means having electricity it means decent housing it means having a decent job and a decent salary it, it, but um, uh, the, Julia's uh, explanation is that people need to be aspired, and uh, and it's just it's, it's just ridiculous. And 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 having leaders like this, having leaders who who are just spitting on the faces of the poor with their lifestyles. Um, I remember covering um, the elections in 2014, and I was with I was with Julius Malema, and he was wearing Louis Vuitton, and I said to him, "How do you?" how do you uh, go to such areas that where the poorest of the poor go there? I wrote an article about it. He wasn't happy with it, but as time went, we, we later reconciled. But it, it was about highlighting um, uh, the, 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 this um, uh, hypocrisy of politicians to claim that they are representing the poorest of the poor when they are actually living extravagant lives. And it's not Julius Malim, we should not pick on him. There are a lot, there are a lot of leaders, of ANC leaders um, and the leaders in the opposition who are living beyond their means. And, uh, and, and, and you find them, you find them in, if you are in Johannesburg, you find them in Sentin. If you are in Pretoria, you find them in Pretoria East. If you are in Cape Town, you find them in the, in, in, in the, in, in the most upmarket uh, suburbs of Cape Town. And, 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 and those people would claim that they represent the people of Kailicha. Yeah. Mr. Mugone, who is fooling who here, really? Well, in all fairness, as Mr. Shoma had said, Julius Malima is not the only one who lives this lifestyle in the ANC. More or less, all their leaders, even at branch level, they live more or less the same 
lifestyle which is in contradiction with the people they claim to to to, to lead really but basically what what must happen really between this contradiction uh, about politicians' lifestyles and those of the general public? Well, I think uh, it's, it's, it's time for, for politicians and uh, uh, public representatives to stop taking uh, voters and members of the public for a ride. I mean, um, for someone like Julius to say that um, he's living in Santin so that he can inspire people to uh, um, do everything in their power to move out of... Uh, Alexander or Ivory Park. For me, that's a, that's just a red herring. Um, it's a it's a convenient excuse for him to enjoy um, living the the high life um, while claiming to be representing the poor. Um, and also, Mawande, for as long as um, um, the taxpayer continues to or taxpayers' money continues to be spent on all these uh, luxuries, on our MPs and the other public representatives, such as ministers and uh, deputy ministers, this will not end. Um, it's time that we do away with all these things. I mean, uh, an ordinary MP gets paid a very generous salary of just over 1 million rand. Ministers get paid uh, close to 3 million rand uh, a year. Um, so, so why should we continue... Um, uh, providing free housing for them, providing free cars for them, um, providing um, up to 80 free air tickets uh, for them to shuttle between Cape Town and um, and, uh, and and Pretoria um, throughout the year. Um, so 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 we need to stop this kind of things. Um, we are paying um, for their cell phones. Um, we 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 are just sponsoring a whole lot of things. I mean. Uh, Recently, the Minister of Defence, I saw some documents um, which revealed that, uh, you know, when she went for, on that trip, uh, that controversial trip to Harare, in which she gave her ANC comrades um, a lift uh, for, for them to go and fulfil a party political mission on a state-funded private jet, um, just for that one night alone in Harare, um, she pocketed uh, uh, an SNT um, allowance of just uh, two more than two point five uh, thousand rand. I mean, uh, should 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 re- should we really be continuing these things? Should the taxpayer be um, paying uh, two point five thousand rand SNT to a minister whose salary amounts to uh, more than two point five, uh, almost uh, three million rand? Um, so it's time to stop these things. Uh, for as long as taxpayers' monies continue to be used in this fashion, um, the status quo will remain. We will continue seeing our, seeing our politicians um, taking the public uh, for a ride, uh, claiming that they are doing everything uh, that they are doing in the interest of the poor. Um, when when they are. Uh, um, actually not. I mean, uh, they are just enjoying very generous, exorbitant, luxurious office packs that uh, I think it's time uh, we throw them out of the window. It's time we scrap them. Well, unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. Thanks so much to my colleagues, political editors, Bonga Gonga Shoba, 
as well as our parliamentary editor in parliament, uh, Tabu Mukon. And I am your host, Mawanda Yamashavala. You can catch our podcast on Iona.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Player.fm. Until next time, bye-bye.